What's going on and welcome into the Monday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I know everyone's back at school, back at work, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the Smoothie King Center this week for some Pelicans basketball. Unfortunately, it hasn't gone the Pelicans' way. Um, they're on a five-game losing streak after falling to the Thunder last night, 107-104. to The last three losses for the Pelicans have come within the last five minutes of the ball game in clutch time situations. Wednesday night, it was a tough loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then the last two games have come courtesy of the Oklahoma City Thunder. One in OKC on Friday night, and then last night inside the Smoothie King Center, 107 to 104. Daniel Gallinari, 23 points for the Thunder. Of course, Steven Adams, hard to contain that guy down low. 17 points, 10 rebounds on six of seven shooting. Some bright spots for the Pelicans. Drew Holiday, 26 points on 10 of 19 shooting. Brandon Ingram. 8 of 18 from the field, but he had 20 points. Josh Hart off the bench with a double-double, 11 points and 11 rebounds. So hopefully the Pelicans can bounce back against a very tough Dallas Mavericks team. And speaking of the Dallas Mavericks, we'll hear from the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein, here in just a few moments. As the Mavericks defeated the Lakers yesterday, 114-100. to They are 14-6 and on the season. The Pelicans will play them twice in the next few games. It's kind of like the Thunder. It was a rare home-and-home between the Thunder and the Pelicans on Friday and Sunday. Now, tomorrow night, the Pelicans will play the Mavericks here in New Orleans, and then we'll head to Dallas on Friday and take on the Mavericks Saturday in a rare afternoon matinee. One o'clock start from Dallas, so it'll be nice and early, and then you can watch all the championship football on Saturday, and then the Pelicans will be back home against the Detroit Pistons next Monday. So, yeah, the Pelicans drop down to 6-14, and 14, but still two more home games on this homestand. As I mentioned, the Mavericks tomorrow night and they'll wrap it up against the Phoenix Suns. As mentioned, joining us now is the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein, as the Mavericks coming off a big win yesterday over the Los Angeles Lakers, 114-100. to Chuck, welcome to the Big Easy, I guess, for the second time already this season. Yeah, weren't we just here? It seems like it. <laughs> it, feels like we, it. It feels like we're just here, but it's always great to be here. It's always fun. Uh, our games with the Pelicans are, are always blast, high scoring, up and down. Uh, lots of emotion in them, and uh, I expect no less tomorrow night. Chuck, this might not be a fair question to start, but since the Mavericks and the Pelicans last played on October 25th, that was just the second game of the regular season. What has changed for the Mavericks since that time? You know, really, look, you know, Doncic had a triple-double that night, and that was it was a 25-10-10 game. And literally, it was just scratching the surface of ultimately what would now become what appears to be uh, a legitimate MVP candidacy, which, you know, look, nobody saw this coming. Everybody knew he was really good. Everybody, you know, looked at how he played last year as, a, as an 18 and 19 year old and said, you know, my goodness, uh, this is, or, or 19 and 20 year old just saying, you know, this is just ridiculous. Uh, and now he's just taken it to an entirely different level. Uh, just his understanding of pick and roll basketball and especially how the Mavericks want to play pick and roll basketball. Uh, his shooting uh, overall has improved dramatically. Not necessarily his three-point shooting, uh, but he, he's, his floater game is just incredible. And, you know, they're the shots that defenses generally want to see you take, except that he takes them and they go in. And it's kind of like you know, back in the day with Dirk, you know, when Dirk would just shoot all his mid-range jump shots, which now today everybody doesn't want you to take. But you know, there's no such thing as a bad shot when it goes in. And, and Luca is shooting... You know, about 62% uh, on his two-point shots this year, which is just preposterous. 
And then you throw in the fact that he's, he's drawing so many fouls and this year making his free throws. Now, last year he was a 71% free throw shooter. And this year uh, he's shooting uh, about to 83% from the line. I mean, that's just adding up points. I mean, he's a 21 point a game score last year. He's a 30 point game score this year, uh, you know, and then, uh, in this stretch of games that the Mavericks have played, you know, where they've now won seven of eight, uh, you know, really their defense has picked up dramatically. Uh, they, they were not great defensively, and I don't know that they'll ever be great defensively, uh, but they certainly have been situationally uh, really good. Uh, you know, in the, in the Laker game, they, they busted out the zone in the second half, and uh, it became harder for the Lakers to get Anthony Davis the ball, and, uh, you know, they wound up forcing the Lakers to shoot 33% in the second half after they shot 56% uh, in the first half. So, uh, you know, you, you have things like that. They're, they're rebounding the ball much better. Porzingis, uh, while his offense has been somewhat uh, in and out, uh, his, his defense and his rebounding have been remarkably consistent, much better than at any time in New York. Uh, the bench is extraordinarily deep, and that was on display yesterday. DeLon Wright, you know, had the great game in New Orleans. Uh, in the second game of the year to complement Luca's game uh, was fantastic. Yesterday was, it was really a very similar game to that New Orleans game. Um, you know, uh, everybody has their moments in which they contribute. They're a really deep team, and Rick Carlisle's really not afraid to play any of these guys. You mentioned Christos Porzingis, of course. That was a, a big uh, trade last year, and now he's fully healthy. How has he and Doncic complement each other? How do they complement each other on the court, and how well have they worked with each other so far this season? Uh, it, it's a work in progress, and I think a lot of this, you know, probably has to do more with, you know, how Luca sees the game and where Porzingis is catching the ball now as opposed to where he caught it in New York. Uh, I think there are times when Porzingis is, is trying to force things a little bit too much. I mean, he wants desperately to succeed. Uh, you know, he just had such a bad experience in New York, even though he played well in New York, uh, that you know, he really wants to make this work, and I think sometimes he's trying too hard. And the coaches admit that they're still trying to figure out, you know, the best places for him to catch the ball and, and really do damage. We know he can really shoot threes. Uh, you know, he's, he's having no problems doing that. It's, you know, where does he get it? You know, at, does he get it at the elbow? Can he get it at the block? You know, they, they, they worked on a couple of things yesterday and had some success with it. Uh, I think this is something – Know, that is really going to be a, a work in progress. This has nothing to do with his conditioning uh, or anything like that. I mean, he's in, he's in great shape, uh, and you know he's he's playing you know the 32 minutes a game that uh, I think the Mavericks had planned for him to play. He doesn't struggle with that, but you know, it's just you know learning how to play off of Luca in something other than in a pick and pop three point role. I think is uh, is something that they got to work on because he's not a great roller to the rim. It, it's not like uh, Dwight Powell, you know, rolling to the rim. He, he doesn't do that nearly as well. He doesn't set screens nearly as well uh, as, as a lot of other big guys do. But there are other things that he can do, and they're just, just trying to figure out the right way to do it. I think someone that has enjoyed playing with Luka Doncic is Tim Hardaway Jr. He seems to be having one heck of the year for the Mavericks. How much of that is because things are opening up for Doncic, and how much of that is this Tim Hardaway Jr. is just really having a nice season so far for the Mavs? Well, this all happened really by accident because Seth Curry got sick and they put uh, Hardaway in the lineup and he has never looked back. He's, he's started with the Golden State game uh, a couple weeks ago and he's just not looked back. 
Uh, and I really think this is more a matter of him playing off of Doncic and knowing exactly where he needs to be because, you know, he wants to shoot threes. The Mavericks want to shoot threes. They shoot over 40 a game. You know, they, uh, Houston and Milwaukee, uh, shoot the most threes in the league. Uh, and he's, he's taking advantage of the fact that, yes, when Luka drives the ball, uh, all he knows, he knows if he just spots up in the right place that Luka's going to get him the ball. And not only is he going to get him the ball, he's going to get him in, in a perfect you know, catch-and-shoot position for him to knock down shots. Now, that didn't happen yesterday uh, in the late game. He was 0-7 from three yesterday. But prior to that, uh, he had been shooting 60% from three. Uh, so uh, he's going to get a lot more good looks. And I think uh, as a reserve, uh, which something is something he's really never done much of in his career, I think he felt as if you know, he had to come off the bench and start gunning immediately and, and looking to score, to try to help that second unit score. Here, obviously, with both Doncic and Porzingis available, he doesn't have to feel that need because he, he can just play off of everybody and know that his shots are going to come and he can just be relaxed and taking those shots, and those shots are going in. And so it, it's been, you know, it's sometimes the best laid plans uh, are not uh, the ones that you wind up doing. Sometimes the best things that happen are something you just fall into accidentally, and that's exactly what happened here. Yeah, it's been a happy accident, that's for sure. Tim Hardaway Jr. playing really well for the Mavericks. Uh, Chuck, before I let you go, I know you'll be doing some prep work today, um, getting ready for uh, tomorrow's game against the Pelicans, and then Saturday, of course, the Pelicans will head your way for an afternoon affair in Dallas. Um, give me a couple things you're going to keep your eye on for tomorrow. Well, you know, anytime you play at Pelicans, I mean, you know you've got to get back in transition. Uh, they, they run like crazy. They're certainly not afraid to score. Uh, you know, will they defend is, is really the big issue. They, they don't seem to be particularly interested in defending right now, even though, you know, in Drew Holiday, they have one of the great individual defenders in the league. Um, I, I love what Brandon Ingram has done this year. I think Alvin has really opened up, uh, you know, everything in his toolbox. Uh, it, his consistency has been, you know, absolutely remarkable. You know, the fact that, you know, only one game this year that he has scored fewer than 20 points. You know, when, when you have an average like he has at 25 and a half, sometimes, you know, it can go very hot and cold. You can have a, a monster game or you can have a game where you just have nothing going at all. Uh, and, you know, that's really only happened once. You know, he's had a 40-point game. He had the one game against Oklahoma City where he didn't score very much. But, uh, you know, other than that, the consistency of his game, uh, the shooting percentage, the much-improved three-point shooting, uh, you know, is something that I think is, is really notable. And really, you know, when you think about it, uh, so many of these one-and-done guys that uh, come out of college, they need that time, you know, in the NBA to sort of figure everything out. And, uh, you know, it's almost like, going through the, the, the college experience. They're not really ready to play, but they're thrown into the mix. And obviously that was the case with Ingram uh, in, in Los Angeles as the second overall pick. And there were times when he was great, and there were times where he was just invisible. And, uh, you know, here it seems as if uh, he's figured out a lot of things. And that's, you know, looking at that, looking at Lonzo's improved three-point shooting, I've always been a fan of his, love the way he pushes the ball you know, up the floor. Uh, and give him credit for really working on his shot to make that uh, a responsible element of his game, which uh, clearly his first two years in the league, uh, that was not the case. But, I mean, really from the Pelican standpoint, it comes down to whether or not they'll guard. Uh, and against the Mavericks, that's really hard to do. 
you know, the Mavericks are just putting up ridiculous numbers uh, to the point where, you know, their offensive rating, if that was the number that they have at the end of the year, that would be the all-time best since, uh, you know, points per 100 possessions has been kept. Wow. Uh, so uh, that's uh, it's going to be a, a huge challenge, I think, for the Pelicans. But, I mean, the fact is that the games, as we just talked about at the top, they're generally close. Uh, there's usually emotion attached in them, and you know it may very well come down to whether or not uh, anyone's able to get a stop at the end of the game. Whoever's able to do that is probably going to win the game. All right, should be a fun one tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. That's Chuck Cooperstein, radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks. You can follow him on Twitter at Coop Mavs. Chuck, I appreciate it. Enjoy the day off here in New Orleans, and we'll see you tomorrow at the arena. Daniel, appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast presented by SeatGeek. Trying to find tickets to basketball games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing with SeatGeek. You can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats. Buy from any device and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple of taps. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use the code GOPELS at checkout. All one word, all caps. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. We have a great show for you tomorrow. We're going to do a special game day edition of the Pelicans podcast as Kristen Ledlow from Turner Sports, NBA TV, and TNT. She'll be on the sidelines tomorrow night inside the Smoothie King Center. She's kind enough to join us and she'll be our guest on Tuesday. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. It's Cyber Monday. Go ahead and buy some stuff. And more importantly, go to the Pelicans team shop. 30% off right now. Includes free shipping on anything over $29. So make sure you hop on pelicans.com right now and get your gear today until tomorrow game day between the pelicans and the mavericks i'm daniel salerson thanks for listening to the pelicans podcast presented by seeking